It's not time. Who's a good little force sensitive Rodian, huh? Coochie <laughs> coo. You're still young. I was going to say, you're going to have to That's really. Uh, I'm sorry. Just the song for this episode. But... We'll talk about it yeah, later, okay. but watch that scene with this song playing. <laughs> Say it. It'd be interesting. I'm going to try to pot this one now. Here I go. Here I go. I am old. Be with, be with me, God. Here I go. Come on. Oh, oh. Oh, is it going to work? It worked. All right, How are you cool. potting that down? Do you have to click and drag something? Is that yeah, why you click, it's always a you problem? Click odd, you click the little volume bar on the top. And it used to be a lot less sensitive, but now it's sensitive to the point where, like, if you don't do it perfectly, it will just kill the track. So it's just really annoying. Anyways, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Oh, you know, pretty good, Chief. Um, work is pretty busy this week. I'm training some new people again, so that's keeping me busy. Is it stateside? or? Yeah, it is stateside. Um, I'm moving to a different team. And uh, so my replacement, I'm training, and they are also bringing in another couple of people to the team because getting our ass kicked on volume. So I'm moving, I'm, I'm making a lateral move to a different team in the same department, but I'll be doing some different work, which uh, should be a nice change for a bit at least. That's exciting. Yeah. Things are moving up. Oh, yeah. It's, it's coming up Millhouse. Um <laughs> How's work going for you? You don't even respond to my text or anything. I literally thought you died today. I thought you <sighs> Yeah, it's just a lot. It's trying to figure out. I'm, I'm dealing with... There's started a new job, and there's no real plan for onboarding or training. So a lot of it is just scouring the internet to find out how to find information. Oh, I'm like, I'm... And the person that's like... I think I'm eventually taking over for is just a freelancer, like a contractor. And like, he knows his shit and he could very easily like direct me and show me exactly like where to find this information. But I'm technically taking his job from him. So I don't blame him for like not wanting to help me out all that much. So <laughs> I've been pretty much on my own. It's not well, that sounds like a blast. Yeah, I've just, I've been, uh, I can't, I'm like looking forward to the day when a request comes in or someone asks me to do something and I can just do it without having to look up like a ton of things first. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be a benefit. Um, that, that would be less <laughs> yeah. stressful. Um, so you're really on your heels we'll at get all there. times. We'll get there. Oh, that's exciting. It's been exhausting though. Um, should we do a little book corner quick? Yeah. Uh, so I picked up, as I told you, two nights in a row I went to Barnes & Noble and just bought a shit ton of Star Wars books. I got a problem <laughs> now, my friend. Um, you sent me the that first stack. one I'm going to be reading. Oh, it's getting good. And I also ordered some on Amazon later that night. Um, anyways. Uh, as much as I, I love the song, can you pot it down just a hair more? I'm sorry, Cat, but you gotta go. He's got... Right he's got to go. go. He's got to go. Perfect um, timing. Yeah, so this week, uh, I'm going to be reading Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void. Now, the cool thing about this one is it takes place, let's see here, holy shit, 25,793 years before the Battle of Yavin 4. So is this is this part of the High Republic series or is this outside? No, this of that is before one? that. This is like I think this is the book that goes the furthest back out of any Legends book. 
Oh, man. And like right here, it's called the Jedi Order. Like, I think this is the story of the first of the Jedi Order. Jedi. But this is spelled J-E-D-A-I-I. So I think they break up and become the Jedi. Oh, boy. So this is going to be a fun read. Got some mixed reviews on Goodreads, but I don't give a shit. Fuck all you people. I bet you it's awesome. Um, I've been watching uh, quite a few like Star Wars videos online because it's all I've had time to do recently. Um, and like, yeah, there's some mixed uh, opinions as to like where the Jedi come from and like Coruscant as a whole. Um, but yeah, I'm wondering if that book is going to get into it. Well, within a few days, I will be the foremost expert on the origins of the Jedi. So, um, so, so the one tidbit I came away from with my research was Coruscant was like one of the main worlds, like original worlds. And on Coruscant, there were two main species. One were like humanoids. The other, I forget the name of, but basically they were at war with each other. And the non-humanoid clan ended up having to like leave Coruscant and they long story short, just ended up becoming the Mandalorians. So that's where like that sect came from. And eventually because of a bunch over a thousand years or whatever, they started incorporating humans and not just their own species into the clans or whatever. And so the Mandalorians have a very long history of, not liking Coruscant, not not liking that centralized government and not liking the Jedi. Well, this would be an interesting read. Maybe I'll get some more information from that. Maybe I won't. I don't know. All I really know is that when I look at the timeline of the Legends book, this is the one that goes back the furthest. So you you keep me posted. Oh, yeah, I will. (laughs) Um, But anyways, that was good. Um, that was good. A little lead in there. So once again, we are imploring you email us clonecastpod at gmail.com. We do want to do some lore casts. The first one is going to be Darth Plagueis. But if you have suggestions, please email them to us and we will certainly take them into consideration. Um, but I think Plagueis will probably be the first one because you're reading the book now. I've finished the book. Um, and so that's probably going to be the first one that we can get to. But once we get to them, we start getting rolling with them. We'll probably release them. Maybe two a month, something like that. We'll try yeah, to do something. something. Like that. We'll discuss it a little more later on, but it's not going to be something where we have to tease it for a month like we're doing right now. We so. also, I would love to step up just the number of episodes that we watch just purely because I think you're going to run out of material soon and start spoiling certain things that are going to start happening. Especially like Bad Batch is coming out May 4th. So we got to get through this thing quick. Dude, we are not going to be able to cover this whole series in two months. <laughs> That's literally two months in a day from no, now. No, I'm not saying the whole series. I'm just saying we got to get through this quicker somehow. What's Bad Batch about? Is that like a bad cookie batch? That's what oh, I'm you'll find out. I think okay. it's season So it's a continuation seven? of the Clone Wars. Yes. Okay. And then we're going to do Rebels too. Yep. All right. Well, I mean, maybe we'll jump up to three a week, but we got to start. I mean, we're recording the day before still we're right now. We're having a hard enough time doing two a week. So, yeah, we'll, so figure, we'll have to try to figure something out. We might out. have to do a, du- a dual record days or something like that. But then are we going to be gassed out at the end of the episode? And then we have to do another one. Like, well, oh, we imagine if fresh. we tried to do. 
Let me imagine this is, if we tried to do back to back with like the Bombad Jedi era of stuff. Imagine if we oh, tried to do back to back. Just watching that episode made me feel drained. I felt like we I was wearing comatose. a weighted blanket. Yeah, we would just. We both would be comatose towards the end of that thing. Um, but <laughs> that was the weirdest is... sensation I've ever felt. All from a TV show. <laughs> I, I remember I fell asleep at 8 p.m. after watching that fucking thing. <laughs> it was so but bad. This is where the recording studio comes in, especially with that TV Ooh. that you mounted on the wall. It's like uh, yeah, you come over sexy. on a Saturday. We can if, yeah. knock one out, re- watch, record, and then do a second one. So there you go. Oh, yeah, it's pretty sexy. So, yeah, we'll probably amp it up come April. Um, that's when I'll have the studio, a lot of space ready, good to go. Um but I can kind of tell us we're already getting one talk to Star Wars. So let's get this time warp done and out of the way, okay? Let's go. Bye! All right. So today it's everyone's we have, new favorite segment. It's everybody's favorite. Well, it's mine, so that's like 90% of our listenership. <laughs> um, what do we got for a date on this? Air date. Children of the Force <laughs> aired originally October 9th, 2009. And you thought this was part of a three series. Yeah, you, you had to correct me right at the end. So I threw this time warp together really quick. Um, yeah, I thought it was a part of a third one. I thought it was October 2nd again or something. Um, anyways, so uh, want to guess what our number one movie in America is right now. You've actually, I think, sort of half guessed this in a previous episode. But now it's actually number one. It's been released and it's out. Ooh. I'll give you one hint. Um, can you, you always lead off a genre? Just give me genre. Comedy. Comedy. And I'm using that loosely. Oh boy. I mean, it's not my cup of tea. Maybe you liked it. I don't know. <sighs> I mean, you can get a guess more than genre. Actor would give it away. Eh, no, you'd, you'd still have to guess in the movie, but you'd be in the ballpark then. All right, who's the who's the who's the headlining actor? Vince Vaughn. Oh, Vince Vaughn comedy. Yep. He he you, really I swear went through a streak. I will give you this: it is not Wedding Crashers, which was his which was his premier piece of work. Wait, Vince. Oh, Vince Vaughn. Who were you thinking? Who were you thinking? <laughs> Never mind. It's Who did you see stupid. in your head? <laughs> for Kevin James you... again? No, for a second I thought you said Vin Diesel. Oh, Vin Diesel. Uh, <laughs> I believe he only had one comedy vehicle, and that was The Pacifier. Um, I know that because right, I worked I in the electronics movie. section at Walmart. Okay, what is it? I know the movie. Uh, yes. Couples Retreat. <laughs> Okay, I remember having such high hopes for that movie, and I've still yeah, never seen it. I was it, still um, old school, and Wedding Crashers kind of sold me on Vince Vaughn as a thing, and then it was just never again. Didn't recapture that magic. But the rest of the cast on that movie too seemed like great. Who and was the it? Premise I can't seemed funny. Who was I his can't wife? Either. Oh, his wife was uh, what's her face from Watchmen. Marin Ackerman, I think. Oh, yeah. Was it Marin Ackerman? I don't know if it was Marin Ackerman. But then we also had uh, John Favreau was in it. Uh, Star Wars fun there. John Favreau. Um, 
he played, he was kind of an interesting little uh, character in that movie. He was kind of funny. He was kind of a douche. Yeah, it was right. Malin Ackerman. He did do a quite quite a bit of acting before he decided to start saving franchises. Oh, yes. Um, Kirsten Bell was in it. Um, looks and like her husband, Dax, Dax Shepard. Was not in it. John Favreau, the lady from um, Kristen Davis, she was in Seinfeld. Dropped the, uh, dropped the um, what should we call it? The uh, the toothbrush in the toilet. Remember that? Jerry oh, dropped yeah. her toothbrush in the toilet on an accident, then pulled it out, and then she used it right away. Yeah, she I was think in most it. people would know her from Sex in the City, but you and I both, yeah, uh, she, she <laughs> know her exclusively from Seinfeld. She is a vixen. Um, so yeah, yeah, that is a kind of an all star cast. Um, Let's see who else is in here. I'm just clicking around. Uh, Jason Bateman. Oh that's right. My yeah, Bateman. God, tying what? it all back together. Looking at IMDb. Look what? who's playing a character named Briggs. 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 I'm scrolling through IMDb. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? We have to watch this movie now. It's Tamura Morrison. Holy shit! It's our Every favorite clone. clone and Boba Fett himself. It's he's he's Commander Cody. He's Rex. He's them all. He's the I whole don't know fucking him from Any other movie, and we just happened to find his other starring role. I saw it when it was in theaters, and I do not remember him being in it. And I definitely would have recognized him. I don't know. Hey, he's going to be in Aquaman too. Oh, apparently he was in Aquaman one. What? Oh, that's right. He was Aquaman's dad. In Aquaman 1. Horrible oh. fucking movie. I'm glad he's still working, though. I like him. He's good. Yeah, he was in Mandalorian, too. He's Boba Fett. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised this season. Yeah, I'm glad they casted him. What a show. Let's talk Mandalorian sometime. Anyways, um, so the number one song in America is Down by Jay Sean. I hate that fucking song. It's that, baby, are you down, down, down? That shit's garbage. So I picked the number two song. You want to care to wager what the number two song in America is on October 9th, 2009? Can you give me genre? It's pop. Pop hip hop or pop pop? Pop pop. Um female She's or male artist? Female artist still predominant today, still still a big name. She's Is had a good career. Taylor Swift? Nope. Uh Kesha? Nope. Adele? Jeez, you're you're See striking it? out. Uh no. She had a Disney show. Oh, Ariana Grande. Oh, Miley Cyrus. Oh, Jesus. Party in the USA. Oh, this yeah, this ain't too bad. This is a great song. I love it. But let's not play it. I'm going to play just it for a together. I'm just done. for, had for our sake and for the countless listeners that we have at this point, I'm going to put together a Spotify playlist of just every song mentioned on this yes. podcast. And See, it is now this. Be such a weird amalgamation of songs. And I have a good idea for a segment that you didn't pick up my phone call last night, and then you sucked at texting today, so you haven't even heard it yet. And I'm not going to announce it over there until you hear about it. So <laughs> okay. we're going to have to discuss this after the episode. So, But that's your time work for October 9th, 2009. Once again, your... God, that's good. All right, should we get into this? Let's do it.
Here we go. What do we got this week, Adam? We got Children of the Force. Oh, yeah. And it's the um, third of the trilogy. Yes. Uh, so this is the third episode, continuing the Cod Bane saga. Um, and what a tricky little son of a bitch this guy is. <laughs> Good Lord. So I brought it up last week. Like, could very well be the most competent villain we've dealt with so far. He is beyond competent. He's impre- <laughs> he is downright impressive. I mean, good lord, this fucking guy cannot be beat. He is really the best like bad guy by far. I like him as a character. I like his look. I like his overall appeal. The voice acting, like, 10 out of 10. Just really, really, I'm a big, big, big Cad Bane stan. Uh, so you like the cut of his jib? No, I just like him as a character. Okay. All right, so we left off last week. It appeared, or they tried to make it appear that Cad Bane had died in a little melee with a clone trooper as they were escaping the exploding Separatist frigate. But as we kind of told you, everybody knew, we knew at least, that that was Cad Bane wearing the clone trooper gear. Um, so... We get back to the hangar on the Resolute after they landed, and it's pretty much where it ended last week, that exact moment. Um, and Yeah, it picks up right where it left off. Yeah, so it actually shows them landing again, um, and we get a little bit of clone back-to-back. And it follows this one uh, clone trooper that's cradling his side is injured. Now, as we know, that is Cad Bane. Except for Anakin doesn't know it because he's dense as hell. <laughs> but so Ahsoka runs up behind this trooper. and like, hey, trooper, are you all right? We should get you to the medical bay. And trooper's not responsive. Um, just not responding to her. Just keeps walking down the cargo bay. And while this is going on, Anakin gets called into uh, the transport uh, by Rex. And Rex is like, hey, a uh, bunch of blood on the ground here. And this is definitely not clone blood. It's green. So last I checked, humans don't bleed green. So as you know, that is definitely not blood from a clone. So and this was this was the point too that like it I don't know what it is about this show, but I'm obsessed with trying to figure out like when the animation gets good. And like right off the bat, when I saw the blood, I was like, that might be the best animated thing I've seen so far in this show. Like, so far, I was like, oh, man, that looks, this might be one of those episodes where it's animated really well. And uh, See, I didn't notice the blood. I think that's probably a good thing, though, because if it was really bad, then I would have noticed it. But I was just kind of like, oh, man, this blood, green blood, but blood nonetheless. But you are like a hawk with the animation. You are just out for blood in this animation. I know animation. the story now, so I'm looking at the details. Okay, fair enough. Um, so Ahsoka continues to try to question this clone, like, hey, we need to get you down the car bay. You're looking injured. You're looking pretty rough. And then all of a sudden, Anakin's running up behind her like, Ahsoka, get away, get away, get away. And then Ahsoka realizes she sees the wound, and she sees the green blood on the clone itself. Not the clone, but... um, And she's like, wait, you're not a clone. And all of a sudden, she gets the shit kicked out of her. And it turns (laughs) out that, yes, indeed, that is Cad Bane. So he knocks her to the ground. She's completely unprepared for it. She wasn't expecting to get attacked there. Um... And it is Cad Bane. So he goes off running. Anakin gives chase. Bane hops into a fighter, a uh, fighter, and he takes off. Um, Anakin has to jump off of the fighter because Bane's flying out into the into space. So 
Anakin immediately uh, pages up to the bridge and talks to Yolaren and says, hey, you need to take down the hyperspace rings right now. Um, so they start taking down all the hyperspace rings, but to no avail, Bane gets one in time and manages to escape. At so once again, second. now this drives me nuts because, God, did you really need to see the green blood on the ground, man? Like you knew he was still alive. <laughs> like you said as much last week. Like, God, it drives me nuts. Like, God. Ugh. Anyways, so Anakin is super dejected. He's like, oh, shit, I got to go tell the council. <laughs> and... um. So we get back to Coruscant. Anakin is there and speaking to the Jedi Council. Um, we get a good Yoda scene where we get lots of good Yoda lines. Most unfortunate, you know. And um, so and again, this was a scene too. Like it's it's a very classic Jedi Council scene where it's at sunset for some goddamn reason. That's the only time that they shoot in that room. Um, but it's pretty. We got lots of nice sunsets in this episode. But that, again, there's something different about the animation in this episode. And, like, you can tell in, like, Yoda's ears, you can see, like, the light passing through the flesh because it's thinner there. What the like, hell are just, you looking for? It's... I, Honestly, it's I feel... Out, man. Go you're back. Making me, you're making me feel like this brain-dead moron that's aimlessly watching a television <laughs> show for kids. And you're just, like, getting this in-depth analyzation. So I have to start paying attention more. Okay. Lesson learned for me. Uh, wait, I have to start paying be, attention I did... More. So when I did... I watched this episode last night. It could be the fact I did do mushrooms before watching the episode. So it could have been... That might nice. add something to do with it, but... <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to start popping my Adderall before the episodes. Um, <laughs> no, I'm so. joking. No, there's, seriously, there's like... I don't know if it's a different studio or what, but go back and look at a couple of scenes. It's it's noticeably better. I'm just going to focus in future episodes. I'm going to focus on the animation a little more. And we'll see if we come up with some of the same stuff. Or I'm just a complete moron and you're a genius. So No, that's not true. There's one episode in particular that I'm looking forward to because the first time watching the series, it was the first episode that I realized, like, oh, there's different levels of this animation so i'll i'll keep well, you know shut until then you know it's really crazy check it out what's really crazy just just circling back on the animation um i got that clone wars poster the final season clone wars poster that i put up in the studio right mm -hmm. and just looking at the characters on the poster i'm like holy shit they look so much better than they do in the early seasons like oh my god it's insane <laughs> and like, I don't know. I'm excited to see where it goes. Like, I'm really starting to like this fucking show. Anyways, um, so Yoda decides that they have no idea where Cad Bane is off to, uh, but it's imperative that they find him because he's got the holocron and all those Jedi, those uh, not Jedi, those four sensitive children are in danger. Um, so Yoda says he's going to try to detect him through the force to find out where he is going next. Um, and this leads to a couple really cool fucking scenes. Um, we get to Cad Bane quick. He's speaking with Sidious via hollow. He's in kind of like a, I don't know, like a bridge area, but it, it, I think it's like his lair or something. It's Cad Bane's house. I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, but he's <laughs> he's speaking with Darth Sidious via hollow. Um, and Sidious says, please bring these test subjects to Mustafar. So he's literally like the whole plan here that Sidious is enacting is he wants Cad Bane to go out. Now that he's got the holocron, he wants him to locate these four sensitive younglings. And wants him to abduct, abduct them and bring them to Mustafar so he can do tests on them. 
this is really fucked, man. This is really <laughs> gross. This is some lab rat shit, you know? And like getting back to Darth Plagueis, like he had a testing facility as well where he did all of his weird experiments and shit like that on living things. So, uh, you know, master Leon and apprentice. Palpatine, he learns from the best. Yep. Darth Plague is the best. Um, also, but yeah. when, is, when is Bane getting paid for all this shit? Like, it, it, they failed to, this like, man, bring that part up. Yeah, this man has already pulled so much shit out of his ass just to get this holocron. Like, he is by far the most competent bad guy we have seen Palpatine. by a country mile. <laughs> Palpatine just keeps, addend- uh, like, adding addendums to, the, to their arrangement. Cad Bane seems to have no problem with it. Cash app Venmo. I'm sure he's just sending it straight <laughs> over. It's dude. I mean, they got they got hollow stuff. And, uh, you know, they can go light speed. Come on. Eh, he can do an automatic transfer. I'm sure they took care of that arrangement. If not, Cad Bane is a fucking sap. He should not be <laughs> doing all this work without payment. Anyways, we then get to what is probably my favorite scene of the episode. Anakin, Obi-Wan, Mace, and Yoda are all meditating for these four sensitive subjects, trying to meditate using the force, trying to find these four sensitive subjects, and then also trying to figure out where is Cad Bane going. Um, Very cool scene. Um, So they start just kind of naming off back and forth the planets that they're sensing. So we get Rhodia, we get Gleanselm, we get Naboo. And then Yoda's like, yeah, Naboo, Jangwa, a southern village. Um, Anakin senses a Gungan child screaming in this southern village. And Yoda's like, this is the future that you're sensing. You need to go to Naboo. So Yoda is sending Anakin and Ahsoka to Naboo. <laughs> yeah, nothing um, ever bad happens when he sent Anakin to Naboo. Yes, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great place and good things happen there. It is he, pretty maybe, though. <laughs> maybe Anakin could have gone to Rhodia, but you know, that's yeah. just me thinking. You know what you know what did it. kind of um made me laugh about this scene is it's okay, so it's Anakin sitting there meditating deeply with the force with Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yoda, and Mace Windu. And I'm just sitting there thinking, I was like Motherfucker, Cad Bane was two feet behind your ass and you could not fucking figure out where he was. And you're going to sit here with these three and try to it's just whatever. It I guess it just goes to show like how disappointing Anakin really is. Like when he when he tries like he is just as powerful as the most powerful Jedi. But he's just so like thinking on the fly and just like this, you know, he's just this scatterbrained dude and he's just like he, he never realizes his full potential. Clearly, he never does. Yeah. And that's why he turns into Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, so Anakin is going to be going to Naboo with Ahsoka. Um, and Yoda says, hey, you're going to find Cad Bane there. Um, the Glee Anselm child, Yoda feels like it's already been tar- taken by the dark side. So Glee Anselm, um, there's the Anselmi on that planet. And they're also the Nautilins. And the Nautilins are... Kit Fisto's species. Yes, they are. We got a baby Fisto in this one. Oh, it's a cute one. Um, and <laughs> but Yoda's convinced that that child has already been abducted, so they're not even going there. And Obi Wan is actually going to head to Rodia. Um, so we get to Rodia, and we're following Cad Bane at this point, and he is dressed as a Jedi. Uh, he's got the he's got the robe. He's got the whole thing going on. It's probably the same robe that he was wearing when he was sneaking out of the archives, don't you think? 
Yeah, I'm really yeah, surprised more bad guys haven't tried to pull this one because it's not yeah. a really difficult outfit to oh, pull God. off. Yeah, like seriously, God, we got to get robes, man. I know we're getting robes, but heads up, we're getting robes. That's what we we'll reveal. Like, but I, I, if we we got to go all out though, like no, I we got to get good ones. I'm not getting some fucking Party City USA or a Spirit Halloween fifty dollar costume. That's what I'm talking I, about. Like, I don't want to getting... end up with a bathrobe. No, like, <laughs> we need the thick. Like, uh, I want to no. feel the grain of those goddamn yeah. things. Oh yeah, no, and we need to be able to wear them in inclement weather. Like that's how thick <laughs> these bad boys need to be, and we need the official like leather Obi One boots. You know, we need. <laughs> I want boots that cows have died for. That's the kind of boots that I want, right? Uh, so, but anyways, Cad Bane's got his convincing Jedi garment on, um, and he's speaking with the mother of the Rodian child that is force sensitive. And what a cute little baby this guy is! You know. He's he's uh, he's got the lovely, you know, he's, you remarked a few weeks ago about the Rodian eyes and how it looks like they almost have like the galaxy in their eyes. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like really great animation. This too. Yeah. Yeah. And this little baby, he's just like floating a ball in the air like this dude is like straight up, like all in on the force already. He's just like they throwing balls so around, floating. Yeah. He makes baby Yoda look like shit. You know, like <laughs> baby Yoda has to take a nap after this stuff. Like he's just like carefree moving shit all over the place. Um, anyways, Cad Bane tricks the mother into giving him the child. You know, he's pretending to be a Jedi. And even then she's kind of hesitant. She's like, it's too early. He's my only son, blah, blah, blah. And so what he uses, he uses some sort of like hypnotic device in his hand. He's like, take a look at this. And she's immediately like mesmerized by it so she also, Bane, she also brings up bola rapal who yeah she does get <laughs> like tortured to death in the last episode yeah. but she specifically was like no we've talked to bola rapal and he said it's not time yet yes and that's when bane breaks out his men in black uh memory yeah. eraser thing yeah so um obi-wan then arrives on rodeo with a red boy r2 unit do we know which r2 unit this is i don't remember no, he's a red boy. I liked him. I liked him a lot. We saw him for about half a second. Um, Obi-Wan lands, and we immediately have a gonk droid sighting, which I noted for you. Yes! <laughs> it was a double gonk. Double gonk. Those every are your time, big boys. Every time we get a gonk sighting, we got to play. We got to play the sound. You got to start incorporating that, that uh, sound bite into your soundboard. Spoiler alert for future for uh, in the episode coming up here. Not the only gonk sighting of the episode. <laughs> this this episode is a multi gonk fiesta. Um, I was having an awesome time watching this one. Lots of good gonks. Um, anyways, so he lands and we immediately have a gonk sighting. And uh, once Obi Wan lands, he goes to the kid's house, which is like conveniently like twenty yards from the landing platform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like he runs like. Uh, not even a block. He's just like, oh, there it is. <laughs> they save money on their apartment from renting close to the yeah. airport, apparently. Yeah. yeah, that really does. It really affects the real estate prices <laughs> when those damn planes are flying overhead all day long. Um, so Obi-Wan, he comes up, knocks on the door. The mom opens the door. She's like, go away. You're not welcome here, blah, 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 and slams the door on him. Obi-Wan force pushes the door open. And when he comes in, the mom pulls a blaster on him. And Obi-Wan immediately sees something's wrong, and he uses a force persuasion to break her out of this trance that she's in. Um, and he's like, 
no Jedi was here giving you a blaster or something like that. I don't know why you assume that he, she was given the blaster, but I, I didn't get that part. Did you? No, he looks at her and he says almost with disgust. He's like, Jedis don't use blasters. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it how is, did he know that she got the blaster from the fake Jedi? I didn't get it. It is the most elitist I have ever seen Obi-Wan behave. Well, he hates blasters. It's well known. <laughs> I know, but just looking down on her with such disdain, with like you idiot. I feel like Obi Wan probably headed up the policy for the Great Australian Gun Buyback in the mid nineties. <laughs> like Obi Wan is just watching that from afar in binoculars, just jerking off at how awesome it is. All these guns being turned in and melted, so uncivilized, <laughs> so uncivilized. <laughs> Um, so anyways, he uses force persuasion. He breaks her out of the trance. He force pulls the blaster away from her. And she's like, uh, what did she say? She's like, oh, no, what have I done? And then as soon as she says that, Obi-Wan kind of turns and he sees Cad Bane with the baby Rodian uh, just out on the balcony. So Obi-Wan gives chase. Um, but Cad Bane has some like fucking like, I don't even know, man. These are like some goddamn jetpack boots or something. He's got those jetpack boots. He, we saw those in two episodes ago when he was breaking into the Jedi Temple to steal the holocron. Okay, yeah, he yeah, yeah. He use those things, yeah. Yep, so uh, he gets away on the jetpack boots. Obi-Wan does give a valiant effort by shooting like a, uh, shooting like a tow cable at him, <laughs> but he misses. Um, and then we get Cad Bane flying away, and we get an Obi-Wan discouraged fist. <laughs> he does the, <laughs> he does the ah, you know, it's pretty good. Also, I love a good bubble city. And Rhodia seems to, all their cities seem to be in like climate control bubbles. Oh, it's a good bubble. Um, it was a lovely, there's a lot of good planet stuff on this episode. There's a lot of good I stuff know. on this episode. And it's um, like immediately after this too. It's like a flash cut and then it's like Naboo. Yeah. And I did remark Naboo, lovely sunset. It looks great. It God, looks it's a great. Great city. Yeah. Really great. Um, and we're back at our favorite hangar. <laughs> and who are we greeted by? But resident infectious disease expert, Captain Typho. <laughs> this fucking guy. And he's got some random Gungan with him. <laughs> How great would it be if, if, Captain, if Captain Typho just walked up to Anakin as he was landing and he just had a stethoscope like around his neck out of nowhere? Oh, he's got one of those... Uh, you know those guns that take temperature? <laughs> yeah. He's just taking their temperature as they land. He's just he's still in full, like full blown uh <laughs> epidemiologist <laughs> mode from the previous blue virus episode. Oh god. So we're greeted by Captain Typho. Luckily we don't get subjected to him for very long. Um Ahsoka gets sent off to the village that they sense the issues at. Um, with the Gungan guide. Uh did you get the Gungan's name? I missed it and I was tired of Oh, I missed things. it too. Uh, he doesn't have a line or anything, but he's going to be yeah, like her guide to this just a village. background character. But yeah. I realized this is, is this the first time that we've dealt so much with Gungans without the presence of Jar Jar? Yeah, it is. I like, think this it, is our first Gungan. I mean, we did have that refreshing. one. We had the little Bo Peep Gungan, but yeah, there but was, was a, in there was episode, a lot of Jar Jar. Yeah, there was a lot of, Jar but Jar that Jar. was in an episode with Jar Jar. Like, yeah, no I Jar Jar this in this the episode. First time that we've dealt with no. a bunch of Gungans and Jar Jar's just not yeah. there. And that's why, you know, like uh, when we were having the scene with the meditation, they're like, oh, a Gungan, a Gungan child in the village of Jangwa. I was like, no, just leave him. Just fucking leave him. Don't don't even go there. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just assumed that they were going to do that to us and that they're going to. Oh, 
get Representative Binks to come with you or something, you know? And no, they didn't even do it to us. Beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. Um, so uh, Ahsoka is heading there with her Gungan guide. Um, and then we get to the village itself and Cad Bane is arriving. Um, Cad Bane kind of watching the mother tucking the baby in through this little, uh, through a window basically. And then he sneaks into the night like it's the Lindbergh baby. Um, <laughs> and he pulls out the blankets of the, out of the kit, out of the crib. And suddenly the child is not there. It's just, it was actually, it was actually a doll. Um, so Cad Bane was tricked. And as, um, he realizes he's tricked, Ahsoka pops in on him and they have a little melee fight. Bane disarms her using a hook. Like Ahsoka's really kind of, uh, she's been really awesome, but she's just really like taking it on the chin from Cad Bane many times. Here. I know. Um, he's getting the better over here. So he disarms her using a hook. Then he uses his awesome boots to jet away. Um, but Anakin luckily is there on the roof and he dives after Cad Bane and grabs onto him, brings him to the ground. And Cad also, Bane is taken into custody. Cad Bane's blaster. Like, I don't know what the specific sound effect is, but like every once in a while in Star Wars, you'll get blasters that have a specific sound like Padme's blaster and, Phantom Menace and like there's Hans like heavy blaster like has a specific sound to it like Cad Bane's blaster like has a very cool unique sound we'll get the blaster is that what you're getting at you want to get the blaster in here don't you no because it's not going to make the oh oh yeah yeah, that's a good I already, point. I already so wrote hear, it down. Adam wants a blaster. You okay. will hear that blaster sound now. My life sucks. But, um. it's, but no, it's like anytime that they go to, to the effort to like assign a sound to a blaster, like I think it's pretty cool. And it stays consistent. Like throughout the entire Clone Wars, every time you see Cad Bane and he shoots his blaster, it's the same sound, which again... You will hear right now. I already played it. You already said right now. <laughs> I'm going to play it again. We, we played it twice. Yay. Anyways, so um, Cad Bane is taken into custody. Um, and we do see the Gungan baby quick uh, with uh, in its mother's arms. It looks like a Muppet. Um, I know. And the mom, has, the mom has fashioned her ears into a high pony. Yeah. <laughs> and the cool thing is you don't hear the gungan say anything in this episode <laughs> they just kill like you see him but that's it they do not even give him a line and uh, i i'm fine with it like this was the best gungan scene that we've had thus far in the entire series not even close <laughs> this was this was peak good gungan all right um anyways we're back on the cruiser uh, I'm assuming it's the Resolute, not 100% sure, but I think it's the Resolute. Um, Obi-Wan and Mace are interrogating Bane. Uh, Bane is being extremely uncooperative, and Mace kind of focuses in with a force, and he's like, I think the fear of whoever you work for outweighs your fear of us. And then Bane immediately just deadpan looks at both of them and says, conversation is over. Um, so a very cool insight from Mace Windu there. Like, he's probably pretty astutely assessing the situation, that Bane is actually kind of scared of his employer, which doesn't shock me. Bane plays it cool whenever he's talking to Sidious, but, you know, I would probably and be scared if I was talking to him. Too, I've, looked, I've looked into a couple of things with Cad Bane, too, and apparently he's like he's marketed himself as a bounty hunter, as like one of his specialties is dealing with Jedi and like being able to like 
kill or kidnap or he he just his specialty is dealing with them um and one of the things that i i read was that thing that looks like it's his breathing apparatus um that's not actually how the durans breathe or is that what the species is called i think it's something like durin um durin durin Duros. It's not how the Duros breathe. So the Duros, Cadbane species, they have olfactory senses, olfactory uh, nerves in their eyes. So they actually breathe through their eyes. What that, like those two tubes that are going into Cadbane's cheeks, what that is, is apparently it is a bypass for breathing that bypasses the throat because in case he's dealing with a Jedi that's going to try to force choke him, that breathing apparatus goes directly into his lungs. So he's able to like bypass it. Jeez. That's a deep cut there. Wow. So in like, who knows if that's canon or legends or whatever, but that's what I saw. And like that goes to like, he has a unique ability to like work with the Jedi like he knows how they think and their strategies and well like clearly he is very competent when it comes to dealing with them which is we'll get to more stuff here coming up it's insane how much this guy is just like an absolute beast um but for the canon versus legends debate I am on the record legends is canon fuck you Disney um (laughs) all these books that I'm reading that say legends on them it is canon big daddy um, okay. So, uh, so Anakin, um, Obi-Wan and Mace leave the interrogation room. Anakin greets them. He says, Hey, I tore his ship apart. They have Bane ship. I tore his ship apart. No sign of the holocron. His ship's navigation records were wiped completely clean. Um, and they come to the conclusion that they're going to have to interrogate him with more force, literally. Um, they are going to use the force as a team to try to mind trick this guy. Like he's, he's, he can't be, he can't be mind tricked. Um, he's very much like a, a Toydarian in that regard. Like he is kind of immune to it. But Mace's theory is if we go in as a team and use like a team Jedi mind trick, um, that's just what I call it. I can't remember how he exactly said it. Um, we're going to be able to hopefully break through. And Obi-Wan's like, oh, that could completely fuck up his head and, you're like, well, I don't really think we have much of a choice, do we? Um, so they're actually going to go forward with this. So they all go back in there and they, uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan and Mace all do like this team Jedi mind trick where they're all trying to uh, force trick him at the same exact time. Um, and it's a really cool scene. It's like our second really cool force scene of the episode. We had the, the meditation in the council and now we have this. It is by far the most menacing I think I've ever seen the Jedi be. Well, one particular, too. So Bane, actually, he's fighting him, but then they start to win him over. And he starts to be, get into, like, serious pain. And they, they cut to Ahsoka's face, and she's like, holy shit, this is creeping me out. Um, and Bane just is in super serious pain, and he kind of collapses. And they, they stop for a second. And... Um, 
Bane is in super pain. He's still kind of recovering. And Eric, Anakin's like, tell us, blah, blah, blah. And then, she's, and then all of a sudden, Anakin's like, really menacingly goes, perhaps we should try again. And it's like, <laughs> oh, 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 God, God. And then the fact the planet that we're going to end up on a little bit later, this is just has Revenge of the Sith written all over it. Just oh, this whole episode. Um, yeah, man. I think they did like whoever directed this one. um, I just like they did a very good job with the scene. Like it's a scene that could could have been very cheesy, but just the way that it was cut in like the acting done by whoever does Cad Bane, like the way that it kind of amps up a little bit. It's just it's a very cool scene. It was awesome. Um, But yeah, Anakin says, hey, perhaps we should try again. Cad Bane has had enough. He's like, no, I'll take you to the holocron. I'll take you to the kids. Stop it. Don't do that again. Um, so it appears that they have won the battle here with Cad Bane. Um, we then get um, back outside of the interrogation room and they're heading to um, Obi-Wan and Mace are heading to a ship um, to basically go off with Cad Bane to find this holocron and find the children. Um, but we find out that Palpatine wants a report on what's been going on. Um, Obi-Wan immediately says, hey, this is an eternal Jedi affair. Um, this is nothing to do with the Republic. This is a Jedi business deal. This, no, we're not giving him any information here. Anakin disagrees. Shocking. Um, <laughs> and so the Anakin kind of pushes for telling Palpatine, he's like, hey, we're at war. We need to let the, you know, the leader of the Republic know what's going on here. So they actually send Anakin to give the report of the goings-ons to Chancellor Palpatine. Um, Obi-Wan and Mace are off to find the kids. So they get in the ship. Bane gives them the coordinates. And Obi-Wan and Mace are like, oh, holy shit, we're going pretty far out there. Um, apparently, that, this is like super this is, deep. This is the into first the time we see that specific ship. Yeah, I think it's the first time that we see this specific ship. But it is like... It is a shuttle that is associated with like the Jedi specifically. And it's it's a pretty unique design. It's got like it's a weird flying wing thing with it's a, got like dorsal fins on the top, and then it's got a similar like a fin on the bottom. But the whole thing like moves around. Like it's Yeah, it it's does like cool. the spin. Yeah, it's a cool it's looking a, ship. It's it's, it's called unique the for Jedi sure. Jedi T six shuttle. So look that ah, guy. T six. Yeah, yeah, I dug. Also, fun fact, fun fact, that is the only Star Wars Lego set in which Shock T comes as a minifigure. All right, I'm just going to a little bit of silence here so, <laughs> so people can really suck in the gravitas of that. So it's just. All right. It's a collector's item. Hey, that's cool. Hey, I, I don't understand Lego thing. Legos, that's your deal. So we need to do like an Adam's Lego corner, you know? Do you want to have like a Lego corner over here? Or you just kind of like discuss? Ah, There's not much to talk about. No, No, it's fine. No, you like it. I want No, I mean, if you enjoy it, I want you to talk about it. (laughs) I'm talking about the books all the time. You can talk about the Legos. We got got book corner. We got Lego corner. Why can't we do these things? Why can't we do these things? I need to go to the bathroom, though. Can we take a little pee break here? Oh, yeah. Touch the ground. I'm on. What do you know? And we're back. Um, (laughs) 
So, uh, Obi-Wan and Mace, they're headed off to Far Outer Rim under the direction of Cad Bane to go find the children and the holocron. Um, Anakin and Ahsoka are now at Palpatine's office back on Coruscant. Um, Palpatine greets them outside of his office, and then he immediately dismisses Ahsoka and says, stay out here, young one, and takes Anakin into his office privately. Very creepy, but... I was getting like a lot of weird like priest vibes from Palpatine in that <laughs> in that scene. Yeah, it was very priest like. Um, and just God, like uh, when they show Ahsoka's face for like half a second, looking at him, and she's got this weird like kind of I hate being here smile on her face. You know, like yeah. I think Ahsoka's got bad vibes, and I think they're gonna. I, this is a prediction. I think you know. I don't know, but I think Ahsoka has got bad vibes about the Chancellor. Just a prediction. That's just what yeah. I got from that little face that they showed. Um, so and, uh, Ahsoka's left outside. Anakin goes into Palpatine's office privately. <clears throat> Palpatine is prodding Anakin for info on what's been going on. Um, Anakin says someone much more powerful than Cad Bane is behind this, and he does not believe that it is Count Dooku, but he also has no clue who it may be. And then Palpatine has this, as the scene's about to end, they look out onto Coruscant and his big bay windows where Mace Windu will ultimately be thrown from. <laughs> and he says, he puts his hand on his shoulder and says, have patience, my boy. And just, oh God, it made me shudder. He is so creepy in this episode. Well, he's so creepy. You, you've said that in the Bane book, like he right away focuses in on Anakin and like oh, yeah. knows how to like turn those, turn those dials to like, exactly hit the things that's gonna like make him turn no like literally as soon as he got word of this child he you know that he had set his mind on it i'm going to turn this this is going to be my this is ultimately my apprentice count dooku was a means to an end darth maul was a means to an end anakin was the real goal all along um so after that scene we get a lovely and i mean lovely shot of musafar from space lovely um and it looks like a marble uh i wrote down <laughs> doesn't it look like a shiny like marble no, it does yeah and mustafar like everybody knows what mustafar is i'm assuming yeah. but it's the volcano planet if, yep if and the reason we're going to mustafar is because this is where sidious is actually storing the children out in mustafar also, um, isn't it a little on the nose? Like you're an evil uh, mastermind, and your secret lair is on a volcano planet that looks like hell. Seriously, like, <laughs> it's like straight up, like sinister as fuck. This entire planet just looks like just doom, doom and gloom. And you think he would have put him somewhere nice? Like he's I don't from know. Naboo. He's from yeah. a beautiful planet in the galaxy. Yes. But nope, he puts him on Mustafar. And um, so Sidious has got like a compound on Mustafar where he's hiding these children. And it's, God, it's a weird scene. So <laughs> he's there's like a an R droid driving around within this nursery of Sidious's. And it's, it's projecting him on a hollow. And he's Sidious here. He's not Palpatine. He's got the hood up and everything. Um, and he's talking to the Rodian child via hollow. And it's really fucking weird. Like he's like, oh, little child, soon you will cry no more. And it's like, oh, my God, dude, this is some strange fucking shit. Um, and then the ro- one of these, there's two like nurse robots in there. And one of them interjects as he's talking to the Rodian child and says, subjects of this age rarely survive the slave conditioning process. 
I had to go back and like re-listen to I that. I rewound that like, three times and about? I'm like 70% sure she said slave conditioning process. Is that what you got from it? Yeah, me too. It she says it really kind of I don't know. The way the way the line was recorded, it just it was hard for me to hear it. And I rewound it like three times, and I think that's what she says. Slave conditioning process. Uh, um and anyway, Sidious continues on the room via the hollow, and we see a Nautilin child also in the nursery. Um, and Palpatine starts to reveal his plans to the droid. He wants force strong spies, the so spies that are very strong in the force and in the dark side, and he wants to put them into his service. Um, he does remark that if they die, he loses absolutely nothing. So he does not give a shit that these children are probably going to die from this slave conditioning process, whatever that is. Um, uh, he does not give a shit if they die. He's, but he's trying to groom these um, these subjects to be his slaves and be one with the dark side. He wants to train them in the dark side, and he's going to use them as spies. So, so, and from my limited knowledge, and I know that you're starting to like get deeper into the books, yeah. but I am the authority. Part, isn't it part of the Sith like mythos that like they believe more in people are like meant to be controlled like there means there to needs, an end. there needs to be like a centralized power that knows more than the the rest of the population and it's yes. that that yeah. centralized power who's smarter and more powerful that can yeah. treat that subjugated class however they please yes um it's Darth Plagueis is very clear on this he believes that an omnipotent ruler, like somebody who's very high up and very, you know, he believes he sees himself almost as godlike. I mean, he's trying to de- he's trying to de- defy death of all things, you know. So, yeah. but yeah, he's very explicit about it. Like people um, need to be guided by a ruler who is all knowing and who is a very wise. And yeah, so I mean, it's pretty explicit. That's how the Sith view the world, like. There are the lower class and then there are the upper class and the upper class is the Sith. So, um, yeah, uh, people are meant to be ruled under the Sith. That's how they feel. So and the Jedi are strictly democracy, like everybody's yeah. voice matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So and that's where the real divide is. Like, how do we view the war, how do we view the universe and how do we treat the inhabitants of the universe? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they really, there's a lot of good stuff in this episode that kind of harkens back to that book for me, just the way Sidious is and how he's grooming these things. And, you know, like his, he's got his lab and stuff like that. It's all very plagueous to me. It all is like, and it makes sense. He learned it all from him. Um, so we get to Obi-Wan Mace and they brought Cody with, which rules and Cad Bane. <laughs> <laughs> they arrive at like this little space station looking thing. Um, it looks like for a second, I watched it late last night and for a second I like looked up and I was like, are they stopping for gas? Like it looks like they're stopping at a gas station. Yeah. They like but dock be, like a Texaco station. Yeah, they like dock in an airlock that looks like they're pulling into a gas station. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, um, the <laughs> space stopping for corn nuts. Yeah. <laughs> The space station slash gas station. Um, Cad Bane leads him in there. Um, they tell Cody to stay back with the ship. 
So it's Obi-Wan, Mace, and Cad Bane in this space station. I'm guessing this is Cad Bane's lair, uh, where we saw him earlier. Um, so Cad Bane leads him into a room, and he's like, they're like, where are the kids? And he's like, oh, we'll get to the kids next, but your holocron is here. And sure enough, across the room, you see the holocron. Um, Cad Bane starts to walk towards, like, I'll get it for you. And Mace is like, not so fast. You stay right here. So Mace Windu starts walking toward it. And as soon as he steps his foot out, he trips a defense system. Um, and this defense system is just like a shit ton of lasers shooting at him from like cannons, basically. Um, so well, as again, again, showing Cad Bane's like skill, he, uh, he like mocked to the Jedi and was like, I'll go get it for you to have Mace like stop. It gave him a full sense. Of oh, security. no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it almost gave him a full like, sense no, of security. I'll, I'll take care of it. And then the first yeah. step Mace takes. And yeah. then Obi-Wan yeah. gives a line that's like... It's like, oh, you've stepped in it now. <laughs> you've certainly stepped in it this time. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Obi-Wan, always just a... Uh, God, just what a cool cookie, you know? <laughs> uh, so while Obi-Wan and Mace are having to deflect off all these blaster shots, which is just like... An, it's a lot of blaster shots. It's not like it's like two cannons. There's like eight surrounding them in the room. Um, while they're doing this, Cad Bane sneaks away <laughs> and he's like, ah, see you later. And sure enough, he sneaks out of the room through a trick door and he slips away into an escape pod. So once again, we have lost Cad Bane. Um, he did have handcuffs on him, but somehow he just got out of those once he got in his escape pod. I didn't get that. He um, is one slippery devil. He is a yeah, smooth operator for sure. Damn it. That's the song I should have used. Smooth operator. <laughs> Well, I'm sure we'll get Cad Bane again at some point in time. Um, so after this, we get Anakin and Ahsoka back on the Resolute, and they're working on Bane's ship. And it's at this point that we have another gonk droid sighting. So let me just time mark that. All right. Gonk <laughs> droid sound. <laughs> Ahsoka remarks that there's lots of volcanic ash on Bane's ship. Um, and the good news is... Uh, Bane did not erase his fuel computer. So he erased the nav system to show where he'd been, but he did not erase his fuel computer. Yeah, what so, an idiot. Everybody uh, knows you erase your fuel computer. Seriously. And by the way, it's R2 that notified them of this because R2 is fucking way more competent than Anakin. Anyways, Anakin <laughs> decides that, hey, since he didn't erase his fuel computer, we can calculate where he went based on the fuel logs. Um, so they're kind of like going through the systems where they knew where he was at and, you know, trajecting things. And all of a sudden, Mustafar pops up on Anakin's little screen. And Anakin just assumes he stopped there to refuel, you know, at one of those gas stations in space. And <laughs> Ahsoka says, well, I don't know. It's worth a look, you know. Um, so they're actually, they hop in the twilight. And Anakin's like, yeah, let's go. And anything to get me off this bridge or, or, or out of this bay, cargo bay. Anakin's bored. Um, so they hop in the twilight and they head to Mustafar. Um, we get back to the gas station in space and Obi-Wan has now retrieved the holocron and Mace and Obi-Wan escape with Cody. Um, so they run back to the ship and escape just as the space station explodes. Um, so they barely escape in their awesome T6 Jedi craft. Yeah. T6. Mace, Mace also does a pretty sweet Indiana Jones move. Oh yeah, with his lightsaber. Slipping under the door and pulling the lightsaber through. Yep. Uh, he almost lost his lightsaber, but he did pull it right through. Very indie. Um, so we get back to Mustafar. Palpatine is still on his hollow, being creepy in the nursery. Uh, one of the droids notifies him that a ship is approaching. 
Uh, Sidious immediately tells them to evacuate the children to his secondary facility. And I'm just thinking, like, where the fuck do you think this secondary facility is? <laughs> I mean, if Mustafar is this creepy, How like, what is darker yeah. than Mustafar? I'm guessing it's like Korriban and is it's probably literally in like a Sith Lord's fucking tomb or something <laughs> like <laughs> um, he also tells them, hey, we're going to we're going to evacuate these kids, get them to my secondary facility, and then we're going to sink this building into the lava. And I rewound this multiple times. But did the droid give him some guff? I I couldn't make out what the droid said for the second time. I had a hard time making out what this nurse droid said. Yeah, I typically watch those subtitles for some reason I didn't last night. So. I, I kept trying to get the subtitles up, but I watched it on my PS4, and dude, it was such a pain <laughs> in the just, ass. Like, are you going through every mode of watching this? Well, show I wanted to watch it on my PS4 this week because I got like the the sound bar, and I was like, oh, I want to watch it really loud, you know. <laughs> and like last week it was on your phone. Yeah, this week it's PS4. <laughs> yeah, I go. It's the polar opposite this week. But the thing is, like, the PS4 <laughs> Disney Plus app sucks, man. Like. When I would pause it or rewind it, I would literally have to back out of the episode and hit resume in the main screen because it wouldn't play back. It was insane. And so I kept trying to turn on the subtitles and it never cooperated. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, that's where I usually watch is the Roku. Um, anyways, it was just a pain in the ass trying to watch, but the, the, one of the nurse droids, it seemed like they were giving Sidious some guff, like, oh, okay, whatever, dick, you know, or something like that. Um, but I don't know what it was. Bullshit. Yeah. He's fucking creeps and they're staring at children through a hollow. Um, Anakin and Ahsoka land the twilight and like, this isn't the same place as the Obi-Wan Anakin showdown or Revenge of the Sith, but God damn it, it looks exactly like it. Yeah. Like as he's walking on the ship, there's so much stuff here that just like harkens back or harkens forward to Revenge of the Sith in this episode. It's very cool. Um, so they get into this facility where they land and they uh, Ahsoka suddenly hears a baby crying. She's like, oh, did you hear that? And Anakin's like, yeah, we're nearby. And Ahsoka uses the force to sense where the babies are. Very cool of Ahsoka. Um, so Ahsoka's like this way and they run off and they break into the lab. Um, and then we get probably one of the more interesting fight scenes we've had thus far. Uh, in the <laughs> yeah. So there's the two nurse droids and the two babies are in there and the nurse droids kill all the lights. And so the Jedi get in there, Anakin and Ahsoka, and they're like, oh, crap, they're gone. And Anakin's like, I sense them. They're nearby. And suddenly the two droids pop out to fight them. And they're like using the babies as like shields almost like. They're, it looks like they're playing football with the two kids for a while. Yeah, too. like they're carrying the football. Yeah, like they're carrying. They, like one of them, I swear, if you pause it, it they're doing like the Heisman pose. Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> tucked in just like that. Yeah, but uh, the Jedi have to be really careful not to injure the babies, so they can't really like full out go at these robots. So they're kind of, um, yeah, it's not like they're struggling to fight them; like they're dodging them easily, but they can't really be aggressive with them, and you know they may hurt the babies. Um, so while this is all going on, like the self destruct of this uh, this compound, whatever you want to call it, is in the middle of taking place. So it's like sinking lower and lower into the lava of Mustafar. And it's the station starts breaking up at their feet. Um, so Anakin pulls some sweet ass fucking moves to save uh, the Rodian baby. And he ends up like jumping off the top of a droid after he reach, he force pulls the droid. Yeah. It's I, I can't even do you want to try to describe it? it? It was really cool, but I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss of how to even describe it. Yeah, it's definitely more of a visual thing. But yeah, it's a visual thing. Droid to him like jumps off of said droid and saves the child yeah and then does like a nice force jump off that droid and like saves himself um 
Ahsoka did get the Nautilin baby, and R2 then opens the dro- opens the doors back open for him, and they escape on the Twilight just in time as the entire compound goes into the lava on Mustafar. And then we get our final scene. We're back at the Council on Coruscant. Uh, the base is completely destroyed, so they have no clue as to who is behind it. Left no trace of any information that they could use. Um, so there is no evidence, though. The good news is there's no evidence that the list was copied, <laughs> um, the the holocron list. And I'm like sitting there things like, why didn't you make a backup copy of that? You went through all that trouble to I jack know. that thing. And you don't back it up on a dongle, you know, like you would think they'd, they'd have a second dongle that they'd back it up on. But no, that's their only copy of yeah. every single youngling. <laughs> and no evidence that Cad Bane even made a backup copy, which is insane. Or didn't didn't transfer it to Sidious? Nothing. And it's just like, okay, well, you're really competent, but man, you pulled a real boner there not pulling that off. Like, good <laughs> lord. Um, and yeah, then uh, Ahsoka gets the word, and Ahsoka and Anakin get the word that Bane escaped again, and they're both like, oh, crap. Um, but the children <laughs> and the holocon are safe, so that's a little bit of a victory there. Um, Yoda says the future of the Jedi is uncertain. He's pretty sure that there's like a plot against them now based on what they found out here. Um, and he says the Jedi must move forward cautiously. And that is our episode of the week. Yeah, yeah. Credits roll. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was very enjoyable. Another good one. Um, I don't know. I think it's better than last week for sure. I mean, last week had its moments, but it, last week also was kind of... They, fl- they glossed over so much shit last week. This one, I felt pretty satisfied with it, but there was like three well, minutes left in the episode, and I was like, you're just getting to Mustafar now. Like, I know. I, wanted a- I, know. I almost crazy. wanted another episode at that point, you yeah. know? Um, but overall, I thought it was really, it was well animated. I didn't look at it as, you know, in depth as you did, but I enjoyed the animation. Um, <laughs> I thought... Uh, just those two scenes were the force meditation scene and the force interrogation scene where they did the team interrogation. Very you know, cool. We've never really seen a Jedi like collectively use their power at the same time. Yeah, it was it was really cool. It really was. And that makes me think like back to Phantom Menace. They should have just called Obi-Wan in from the ship and they should have just like really pounded away at at Watto, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think you're tough, Toy Darian, and then just like penetrate the shit out of his mind with the force. That would have been cool. <laughs> um, so it was better than last week. Overall, for a three-episode arc, pretty damn good. I think it was all pretty solid stuff. I'm going to go ahead and give this one a seven. Seven? That's a full point higher than last week. Wow. That they just I mean, this could have been a four-part arc, though. But last week was the one that suffered. Last week was the one that suffered the most due to the glossing over of things. I mean, we literally glossed over like half an episode in just the opening scene. And uh, so IMDb also gave this one. So last week's episode, IMDb gave it an 8.1. And then this week's, it dropped a couple of points or three points. So it's 7.8 this week. We don't know what the hell they're talking about over on IMDb. And I could be talked into where you're headed, but I'm just going with my first instinct. Um, I, it might have had something to do with the time in which I watched it, but I give it a five. What? I'm trying not to go too high with these now. And That's really low, though. 
That's there really were a couple low. of things about it that I just thought, like, meh, it's fine. Like, it, it, a bunch of stuff happened, but it was a very micro episode. Uh, not, uh, not there's no like big battles, no anything like that, which is fine. But like after the last couple of like really stellar things we've seen, I guess it was a very kind of like small episode, quote unquote. Okay, well, uh, two lovely sunsets. Um, Mustafar, like the best view of Mustafar we've ever had. Also, also, I could have used more Rex. Not much Rex or Cody. I realized, so like there was not a whole lot of clone material in this one. And no. the, all of the episodes that we've rated like consistently high have been pretty clone heavy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the clones are usually a ingredient that um, signifies a good episode, like a, a hearty mix of clones involved usually boosts it a bit. It's right in the name. Clone. I'm just, I, I just really think those two four scenes were fucking sweet, man. No, I don't, I'm not arguing with you. I'm, I'm with you. All right. Uh, no Brie rating this week, I'm assuming. Nope. Didn't watch it. Yeah. All right. Always look on the light side of All right. Light side moment of the week. If life seems jolly rotten, um, gosh. This is tough, man. This is getting harder all the time. It was a lot easier when the episodes were just, you know, when the episodes were complete dog shit, this was a lot harder. I mean, a lot easier. I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff I like. Now, for me, the light side was the meditation scene at the Jedi Temple with uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Mace, and Yoda. That was my light side moment of the week. I thought it was just a really cool force scene. Um, It was the kind of thing that we, you know, I mean it's something unique to the force that we really haven't seen much of yet. So it was Have cool. you ever meditated? Have you tried that? No, I, I was supposed to like 20 times every day. My, my mindfulness app or whatever tells me at seven <laughs> in the morning. Yes. Do you want to meditate? And it's been saying it for a month and a half. I still haven't pulled it off. It's one of those things. Like I had the same experience with that as I did with yoga. Like the first time I did yoga, uh, wait, you did I, yoga. Yeah. Like once, But I did it because they did it through my work. So it was just something (laughs) that like every Wednesday after work, people could like bring a change of clothes and do yoga. So I gave it a shot and it was like, I was like a little self-conscious, but I also didn't give a shit. So I was just like, yeah, let's give this a shot. And it was like an intro yoga class. I walked out of it. It was like an hour long and I felt phenomenal. Like it was great. Like I felt rested. I felt energized. I was but, like, that was so good. And I like, didn't really, it let me stop just, you there. It was fantastic. But why did go. you never do it again? And that was four years ago. And why I've didn't never you do done it again. It again. <laughs> why? <laughs> I know. If you felt so great from it, why wouldn't you do it again? But it's the same thing with you and meditating. Like, and I've meditated too. I've but meditated I still haven't meditated yet. I haven't you done it try yet. It. So you can't it's, tell me it's the same thing. Because if I do meditate and it feels great, I bet you I'll do it again. I won't wait four years. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. We got to get you on that meditation train. It's I'm going to meditate it's, right it's after great. this episode. I'm going to meditate on how the fuck you could give this brilliant episode a five. That's what I'm going <laughs> to meditate on. 
What? Uh, don't make me analyze it more because I'll go back and find some horseshit episodes that I rated higher than this one, and then my whole thing will yeah, fall apart. Yeah, like half the first season you rated higher than this fucking episode. <laughs> so what's your light side moment? I'm enraged. Uh, Did my you light say side it? moment. There's a there's plenty you could pick from, and including another episode with no droid cringe. There was not yeah. one separatist droid in this episode. Yeah, keep it coming, baby. <laughs> but my light side Great. was uh, my light side was just the fact that we got a whole scene with Gungans and no Jar Jar. So yes. it was a nice nice respite. All right, I can agree with that. I'm down with that. That Gungan stuff. It was the best Gungan scene we've had by far because none of them talked. all right dark side moment of the week um my dark side moment of the week is going to be the scene with palpatine in the nursery um just fucking creepy and weird like he's like doing like a coochie coochie coo the little baby rodian (laughs) he's like literally like reach like like pawing at him with his nasty ass fingers and shit really creepy scene i did not like it at all true dark side moment for me there yeah, I'm along the same line. So I just went it, that line that neither of us could make out that we both rewound, but just knowing that there's a what was it, slave process that yeah. like younglings wouldn't survive. Yes, uh, slave. Let's see, where was it? Uh, I'm gonna find it here. Slave. And we'll play that exact sound for you. Oh my god! Now there, there, child. Soon you will cry no more. Master, subjects of this age rarely survive the slave conditioning procedure. I'm afraid the risk is necessary. <laughs> I got a lot of editing to do tonight. All right. Um, yeah, anyways, that was a creepy scene. Very creepy, very dark side. All right, dark horse. Let's get to it. Hmm. So, my Dark Horse Hero of the Week is going to be the Rodian Baby. Just because the Rodian Rodian Baby was, like, dude, first of all, balls to the walls with the force, man. Like, literally just, like, fucking with shit. Like, when Cad Bane shows up, that baby is just throwing balls everywhere with the force. Like, this baby is super in tune with the force already. Also, ba- that baby has a name. That baby's name is We Done. We Done? We Done. Oh, we just getting started with We Done. Big future ahead for <laughs> We Done. Baby Yoda is 50 years old, and he literally has to take a nap after he uses after he moves something <laughs> with the Force. This kid is like two and is just like all in. Like, this kid, this is the chosen one. They got it wrong with Anakin. We done is the chosen one. My dark horse here of the week. <laughs> Things could have turned out so differently. Yeah, I, I look. For, we, we're gonna watch his career with great interest. Who's your my dark, dark horse? horse my dark horse here. Dark horse hero is uh, very much a dark horse hero. Uh, I went with the two nursery droids on Mustafar. Okay. Because yeah. I think they just wanted to protect the children. And if you really think about it, uh, Anakin and Ahsoka, quote unquote, saved those kids just for Anakin to slaughter them. (laughs) How many years later in the Jedi Temple? So if those two nursery droids got their way, those kids would still be safe. 
don't know. I think I'm going to do some fan fiction about We Done. I'll write a novel. Um, and I'm going to say that We Done was out of world, off planet at the time, somewhere in the outer rim, and somehow survived. So that's my prediction for We Done. I think now the Nautilin Baby. I don't, what's the Nautilin Baby's name? We got a na- we got a name on the Nautilin Baby. I didn't get one for the Nautilin Baby. Well, okay, but We Done, man. I'm telling you, this kid is fucking sweet. I love We Done. <laughs> what a guy! What a guy! All right, what do we got for a tagline this week? Yes. Okay. So tagline for this week was the first step to correcting a mistake is patience. And your prediction was Anakin is going to learn what transpired and Cad Bane survived and the holocron crystal is in his possession. Uh, the information is now in the hands of that enemy. Anakin is going to have to be patient with the situation to find a reasonable solution. Hmm. I think I did a pretty not good job. Not as spot there. on as you have. Not been, a spot. But. It's not a home run like, but but I definitely got on base. You know, um, that might have been a double. I don't know. Reasonable solution could be depends on your interpretation of that. But yeah, for the most part, you're you're pretty close. All these yeah. predictions are you're pretty close. It's not like I struck out though. I was I was around, I was in the ballpark. I was definitely in the ballpark. What do we got for next week? Next week, we have Courage Makes Heroes, but Trust Builds Friendship. Courage Makes Heroes, but Trust Builds Friendship. (sighs) I think Obi-Wan is going to have to give Anakin an order. And Anakin is going to, he's going to really want to neglect that order, but we're going to see some growth out of Anakin next week. And he's going to listen to Obi-Wan's order and their trust is going to boon because of it. Their friendship is going to continue to blossom. There we go. And next week, also, just for the listener, we're jumping around a little bit again. Oh, no. Next week, the title is Bounty Hunters. And that is season two, episode 17. Oh, we're jumping ahead quite a few. So we have a, the next three episodes uh, appears to be an arc, um, is a three part. So it's going to be season two, episode 17, 18, 19. And then we jump right back to season two, episode four. You know what that means? That's going to make for a great, a great one. Oh, we're going all over the place, baby. Yep. And guess what, listeners? We have a new segment. All right. (laughs) You weren't expecting that, were you? I love being surprised. <laughs> okay. So, as you know, anytime Palpatine makes an appearance, Palpatine or Sidious, anytime that character makes an appearance, I have to try to guess who the voice actor is because apparently it's someone I know. Um, and you so want to do get, a recap? <clears throat> yeah. Who have I guessed so far? I, I need so to write this down somewhere. Otherwise, I'm never going to get it. Do you want the clues or the guesses first? Just give me the whole rundown. I'm listening. Okay, so, so far we know that it is not Ian McDermott. Uh, it is not David High Pierce. <laughs> Niles! It is not, it is, it is not Chris Catan. <laughs> and there's uh, 
a bonus, you you also guessed uh, Kevin Conroy in that one too. So it's not Kevin Conroy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is not Michael York. So those are my guesses so far. Those were your guesses. The clues were uh, they've not been in Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not someone that you know from their sci-fi work. And they were not on Mad TV. Okay. So that rules out Phil Lamar because that was certainly somebody that was on my radar. And that's um, a good guess. He's done like yeah. four voices so far in Clone Wars. Yes. Um, do they have any other roles within the Star Wars universe? Ooh, that is a good question. I don't think so. Jesus. Let me confirm. Confirmed. No other voices in Star Wars. No other voices in Star Wars. So that doesn't help me at all. Um, okay, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Just give me a moment here. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Hmm. Hmm. Man, this is tough. Tim Meadows. <laughs> it is not Tim Meadows. All right. Not Tim Meadows. <laughs> hey, at least it was a good guess this week, though. You know? Like, I put a really good guess out there like that made you think, and you had to search for it. You know? God, I wish it, I wish it was Tim Meadows. So I think the more good guesses I get, the hotter I'm going to get. And I think I have a really good guess for next time, too, of, of something yes. that might clue me in uh, for our next edition of... Yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> All right. So there you have it. What do you think of that? Did you like that? I loved it. You got to also, it. we got to figure out a way how to edit in him saying, do it. I, I I can add it in. Well, we'll we're. That, <laughs> I threw that together today. We are by no means done with that particular. Like I will be. I can't wait to see. Picture. This podcast is never going to be a finished piece of work. We're always oh, going to no. be in progress. Ah oh, man, it's too fun to just make these little bits. So we're just going to keep them coming. Um. So, Adam, where can they find us? You can always find us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can always email us at uh, clonecastpod at gmail.com. And we will see everyone next week for Bounty Hunters Season 2, Episode 17. And until then, may the we done be with you. Fraser, the tragedy of Crispin's day. <laughs>